Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Neil Thompson Speaks, where we talk to people who broke free of the corporate world shackles to start their own business. I'm your host, Neil Thompson, official corporate shackle breaker. You can find this podcast on my website, neilthompsonspeaks.com. You can also find it on iTunes or Stitcher. Please subscribe and share. Branding expert Mark Rudolph is a man of many opinions. His views on marketing may rankle some feathers, but his ultimate goal is always to educate his clients and get the best out of them. The author of two books, Be Unique or Be Ignored and Brand is Destiny, I look forward to talking to Mark about his views on branding, namely how so many companies are missing the mark. It's sure to be an interesting 30 minutes. Let's bring him in now. Hi, Mark. Welcome to Neil Thompson Speaks. Nice to be here, Neil. Excellent. I'm going to start off with a very easy question for someone that's known for branding, such as yourself. I personally know very little about branding. I, I hear it, it's such a term that's used so, so ubiquitous now. You hear it all over the place, branding, branding. In your opinion, what is branding and, and why is it so important? Branding is establishing a connection with your customers. Connection has to be an emotional one. So the brand is the value proposition, a customer validated value proposition, which is a promise, a promise that you make to your customers. Now, when I say customer validated, it means you don't just throw words at them. You have to throw their words at them and words that they use, words that they like, words that resonate with them. So those words, they have to react to those words, remember those words, and repeat those words. Uh, A lot of people think that a product name is a brand. No, it isn't. It's a product name. It's a label. Unless the customers have an emotional attachment to that product name, it's not a brand. And you do hear the word brand thrown around a lot. Well, you know, we have 15 brands at our arsenal. Really? How many of those product names do customers remember and repeat and how many, how many of those names invoke, or I should say evoke, emotions in those customers? If the answer is zero, then you don't have any brands. So when you're branding, what you're doing is you're communicating to your customers something about the value you're offering. What you see a lot in the technology world is they throw out buzzwords, jargon, and they think that that's branding. It's not. And a good, a good example is the word cloud. Microsoft advertises a lot on TV, and it talks about the Microsoft cloud. That's not branding because 
300 other companies use the word cloud. And if you're all using the same word, it's not unique, it's generic. And the word cloud, first of all, there is no such thing as a cloud. There's no cloud. There's online storage, which essentially is a red brick building with servers, disk drives, and cables where your data are stored somewhere, but it's on the ground. It's not up in the sky. And the problem is if you say Microsoft Cloud and IBM Cloud and Amazon Cloud and this cloud and that cloud, anything that's generic is common use. And so when you're using a word that's generic, you're not branding. When you're using a word that technically describes your product, functionally describes your product, you're not branding. Because you have to ask yourself, what is the value you're offering? Is it, I can sleep at night without worrying? You see, that's value. But if you're not doing that, if you're not addressing the um, the value that you're offering to your customers and the, the emotions they have because of that value, you're not branding. And you're right. The word brand is thrown around all the time, misused, just as the word market is misused. And that's why when you hear the word marketing, that's also misused. For example, where I'm going to buy some groceries at the market. I'm going to trade stocks on the market. Hey, have you put your house on the market? And, boy, I can't get a job. It's a bad job market. Oh, I have a new product. It's a wireless product. It's going to be really successful in the wireless market. Use of the word market so far is correct. All of those are wrong. So if one word means everything, it means nothing. Market means one thing and one thing only, a group of people. That's a market. So if I have a group of hungry people, then I have the hungry people market. And I might create a business in the food industry which serves the hungry people market. But my industry is an industry. It's not a market. So words are very important. And in my book, actually in both of my books, but in my latest book, Brand is Destiny, the ultimate bottom line, and the URL for that is brandisdestiny.com, I talk about this and how it's so important. If you don't use the right words, you're going to, just, you're going to fail. And look at other fields, the medical field. You never hear doctors and nurses misusing terminology ever. You never hear about somebody talking about varicose arteries. Ever. No confusion. People could die. Never done. In the legal field, you have an opening statement and a closing argument. So, in other words, there are many fields around where terminology is taken very seriously. Unfortunately, in the business world, it isn't. And that's why when people think that they're doing marketing, they're actually doing 
producting. And branding, of course, is the, the tip of the arrowhead, and branding drives marketing because the brand is what connects with the customer. See, if I identify a group of people and I identify the problem they have, I know how many people there are, I know where they live, and I know their characteristics, and I devise a solution for their problem, all of that's called marketing. Now I have to communicate with them to get their attention so that I make impressions in their guts, not in their brains, but in their guts. That's the branding part. And a good example that everybody knows is when Donald Trump said, make America great again. People knew exactly what he meant. They felt it. They identified with it, and they loved it. That's branding. Now, what he had to do to succeed is all of the other machinations, but connecting with the people, which is something Hillary Clinton failed to do because she had no message at all. But he connected with people, Make America Great Again, and they even interviewed children on the street, and they they knew that slogan. Because it wasn't just a slogan. People knew what it meant again. People were unemployed. Factories were empty, et cetera, et cetera. That was a very successful branding campaign. So that's what branding is. And it's not – you asked me what my opinion is. (laughs) Really not my opinion. That's what it is. And I hope that – your listeners will now understand that you can't hem and haw and you can't say, well, maybe it's this and maybe it's that. No, it has to be like the medical field. Veins are veins, arteries are arteries. A heart is a heart, a lung is a lung. And another example I use in my book is fishing. The root of fishing is fish. The fisherman is not a fish. The boat is not a fish. The rod is not a fish. The line is not a fish. Only the fish is a fish. And not any two people on earth confuse that. And that's the way branding has to be. Yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a whole lot to, to take in. I think, in, just like you said, you're right. It, the, the, that term branding is, is kind of bandied about, and everyone seems to have their own kind of definition of it. And it would, it would be helpful especially for someone like myself, and I'm sure there's other people out there like me that don't know too much about branding and marketing and just kind of want to get an answer, but it's really difficult to get one since you get all these different definitions from different people, so you're not exactly sure who to believe. If there was just one you know, clear-cut definition, like kind of like what you said, a varicose vein, not a varicose artery, then it would it'd certainly be easier for me to, for, for people like myself to understand. When it comes to companies... And, and, by, the way, people, and by the way, if I... If I can just interject, and by the way, that is one of the reasons that branding has such a low priority in business because people don't understand what it is. And a lot of them think it's, uh, again, they think it's a product name. They think it's a logo. A logo is not a brand. A logo can represent a brand, constitute one. So you can be a, gr- you can be a great company one year. And you have a logo that looks like, I don't know, an eagle. 
and everybody thinks, well, the Eagle's the brand. No, it isn't. The, the, the brand is what I'm delivering to my, my customers. But then the following year, I'm a big failure. My products don't work. Um, my customers are, excuse me, my employees are lazy and quality is failing. All of a sudden, the world hates my company. Logo's the same. So one year I had a great brand. I could walk my talk, so I delivered. The next year, I didn't. They hated me. But the logo was the same, so the logo is never a brand. The logo is just a representation, and that's it. Now, what you'll find in many companies is the CEO will pay lip service to branding. And, of course, one of the reasons is it pertains to your first question. The CEO doesn't even really know what it is thinks it's PR. It's not PR. And you, when you have young entrepreneurs, the first thing they want to do is dive into a product. Let's create a product. Well, products are random like pinballs. They bounce around. What is the product for? It is an emissary. It's going to deliver value to the customers. But first, you have to decide what that value is. That's why branding comes before products. Branding comes before revenues and customers. People say, what? Because they think branding is like spray paint. It's something you put on at the very end. Wrong. But branding has two components, the message and the megaphone. And most people think branding is the megaphone. And that's why you see them vomit on Twitter. Vomit, 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 Twitter, Facebook, wherever. Just repeat, repeat, repeat. Repeat what? Well, you know, if I, if I repeat it enough times, people will get it, like a Geico commercial. But unfortunately, nobody understands a Geico commercial. That's why they're on every five minutes. When you're, when you're an entrepreneur, you have to decide what is the value you're offering. And one of the examples that I give in my book the go-to example I use, which everybody can understand, is the upscale beauty spa. So we have this fictitious upscale beauty spa. And our brand is, we keep you feeling young, beautiful, and confident. Now, you'll notice, I didn't mention a product, did I? I didn't mention a service. Never mentioned any technology. I mentioned the value that we're delivering to our customers. Woman comes in, visits a beautician. The beautician says, I found the greatest skin cream in the world. I want you to buy it. Her vendor, she does that because she wants to feel young, beautiful, and confident. She comes back three weeks later for a follow-up appointment. The beautician asks, how did you like that skin cream? I loved it. Well, guess what? I found something even better. Now I want you to buy this which she does because she trusts her vendor. And trust is a big part of the brand. Why is trust a big part of the brand? Because if the vendor walks his talk, delivers what he promises, there's trust. So the woman buys the skin cream. Now, what has changed in three weeks? The product has changed. What has not changed in three weeks? The brand. That's why you have to create it first. 
And you can't do that unless you know which customers you want to serve and what problem you're solving or what wish you're granting to them. And if you don't know that, and if you're just obsessed with products and technologies, you're going to fail. So that's why it's so important that it has to be done first, just as the blueprint is first, the foundation is first. You don't put the foundation on last. You put it on first. That's what the brand is. And in my new book, Brand is Destiny, it's your itinerary. It's the direction. The brand is the purpose and the direction of your company. So you can have the greatest engine room in the world, but if your ship's headed for an iceberg, who cares? You mentioned you mentioned already the your latest book, Brand is Destiny. Who is the ideal audience for this book, and what type of message do you hope they take away from it after reading it? Well, it says right on the book, it's for CEOs and entrepreneurs. Uh, the reason that I'm targeting CEOs, the CEO, and an entrepreneur is the CEO of this company, is because the CEO is the brander-in-chief. Just as the CEO has to be concerned with how good the accounting system is, how good the sales processes are, how good the manufacturing organization is, if there is one, engineering, etc. The CEO is responsible for all of that. And because the brand the brand is the tip of the arrowhead, if the brand if the tip of the arrowhead is dull, it's not going to stick the target. So the CEO is the one who has to make sure that branding is the highest priority in his company. And if the CEO does not do that, it will not. That's why I do not tar- target the marketing department because it doesn't matter what the marketing department wants to do. If the CEO doesn't approve it, it ain't getting done. And if you're an entrepreneur and you want to create some new value, and by the way, I do distinguish in my book between an entrepreneur and a tinkerer, an entrepreneur and a proprietor. Entrepreneurs are not just people who start companies. They have to start companies that create something new, and they have to take risks. So if you're in an incubator where you have no risk, you're a tinkerer. And if you're developing a, an app that tells you that you need to lose weight, you're doing absolutely nothing. You're creating absolutely no value. Because you think, because we have something called a bathroom scale, we have a mirror and we have a belt. So if I used to buckle my belt on hole number four, and now it's on hole number three, what does that mean? I've gained weight. We don't need an app to tell us that we've gained weight. So you have to create something of value. You know, give me something I need. And that's why entrepreneurs need to read my book, because what they can take away from it is I need to stop being obsessed with products, and I need to be more obsessed with customers, who they are, where they are, what they do, and what they need. And what can, can I solve anything for them? And if I can use chewing gum and paper clips, then that's what I'm going to deliver. If you think 
that every problem needs a technological solution, you're wrong. When you do that, it means you have a foregone conclusion and you are married to it and you are not going to back away from it. And that's why when people have tunnel vision like that, they make a lot of mistakes and they make a lot of useless products. 95% of patents are unlicensed because a lot of them are absolutely useless. That's why you have to start with the brand first. And the brand is the message. You can worry about the megaphone later. That's the easy part. Anybody, anybody can advertise. Anybody can put something on social media. Anybody can do that. Very few people know how to create messages where people react to them, remember them, and repeat them. And, of course, buy. Now, a good example of this is Super Bowl advertising. Total waste of money. Total waste of money. And the excuse you'll hear is, well, but I've created awareness. But awareness is not the job of branding. Connection is the, the job of branding. And the, the TV commercial has one job, sell the product. And it doesn't happen on the Super Bowl, and people keep wasting money anyway. And the next year they waste even more money, and the next year they waste even more money. I have a whole chapter in my book called Skip the Super Bowl. So it's important to be able to connect with people. And if you're not, you're barking up the wrong tree. So th this is what CEOs and entrepreneurs have to take away from this, is that the way they've been thinking, the way they've been approaching it, is likely to be wrong because they get the approaches they use today handed down to them from other people who got it wrong. It's just tradition. Well, you know, this is the way we've always done it, and we're just going to keep doing it that way. But it doesn't work, and that's why there are so many product failures and so many company failures. That's why Yahoo is almost out of business, was being sold to Verizon, and that's why Twitter is just languishing. I think I heard today that they spend a dollar forty-five for every dollar they get in revenue. It's a complete, complete failure of a company because it's all about technology. So that, this is what CEOs and entrepreneurs have to take away from my book, that you need to start the foundation with the itinerary. You don't go on a journey without an itinerary or else you're going to drift and you're going to crash. Yeah, that, I, I think you're you're absolutely right on, on that, Mark. I never even thought about the Super Bowl ads ever being a waste of time, but now that I think about it, I don't think I've ever bought anything off of a Super Bowl ad. Actually, usually when they're running, I'm not even paying attention to them, <laughs> to be very honest. Uh, well, <laughs> like you that. know, uh, Budweiser won the most favorite commercial for, I think, 14 out of 16 years as beer consumption decreased. <laughs> so, that's and that's clear I make this point in my book advertising can be entertaining but never entertainment as soon as your commercial makes people laugh and makes people cry here's what it doesn't do make them buy make them buy <laughs> and that's what the commercial's job is Think of the TV commercial as the sales rep. 
Do you send the sales rep into an account to make people cry? No. You get them to buy. That's oh. the job for the sales. But, but wait, but didn't you mention that in branding is is meant to establish an emotional connection? So isn't crying oh, and, and laughing yes. emotional? No. Emotion has to do with your need. So okay. your need has to be, if I don't get this product, I'm going to fail in my job. And that emotion is fear. You know, IBM used to sell the FUD factor, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Those are three emotions. And the reason (laughs) IBM was so successful for a long time is because people were afraid that if they did not buy IBM, they would get fired. That's the kind of emotion I'm talking about. I'm not talking about emotions that make you forget about what the commercial was that you just saw. You're just crying. You know, in my book I talk about this – this um, Coca-Cola commercial from the 80s with Mean Joe Green. Yeah, I remember that one. In the little, yeah, there's a, you can see it right in my book. There's a picture of Mean Joe, mean Joe Green and the little kid offering him Coke. That commercial won awards. Everybody loved it. It was the favorite commercial, blah, blah, blah. It didn't sell one carton of Coke. So Sergio Zyman who was the VP of marketing at Coca-Cola, killed that commercial because it was a failure. Winning awards is not what a commercial is supposed to do. Making people talk about it and talk about it isn't what it's supposed to do. They're supposed to want to buy the product. Not just want to buy it, but buy it. So again, when people buy it, it's because you've made a connection with them. You didn't entertain them. And so the priorities are wrong. And you have CEOs wasting millions of dollars on Super Bowl commercials. So you go back to the basics are what do people want and and the, the emotions are, the three corporate emotions are power, reputation, and paycheck. Those are the three corporate emotions because you'll hear a lot, you'll hear this a lot. Well, branding's only for consumer companies. Baloney. Every company, whether selling bombs, nuclear reactors, steel, airplanes, perfume, it doesn't matter. You still have to have a value proposition. What are you doing for me? What are you doing for me? How are you improving my life? How are you saving me time? How are you allowing me to sleep better at night? How are you allowing me to make more money? What value are you imparting to me? So communicate that to me. And it it has to trigger some emotion in me. Either I think I'm going to be a hero at my company. If you're doing business-to-business selling, I'm going to be a hero at my company. I'm going to get a promotion. I'm going to get a bigger paycheck. I'm not going to get fired and lose my house. Those are the emotions. If I buy your product and it fails... And the boss says, you're an idiot. Why did you bring that piece of crap into our company? You're an idiot. Guess what? Reputation gone. Those are the emotions. So if I'm selling you something, I need to find out what those emotions are and use them in my pitch. 
if I just give you bits and bites and speeds and seeds and my pitch sounds like a nutrition label, nobody's going to buy it. Well, we'll, uh, we'll give it to our committee and they'll study it. Sale lost. Wow. Yeah. So that, I, that's, I, that's, I, that's how it works. Those, so those are the emotions I mean. I'm not talking about laughing and crying. I'm talking about, uh, I'm talking about, as I said, power, reputation, and paycheck in the in the business world. Let's say in the consumer world. If next week Ferraris cost ten thousand dollars, how many of the current owners will want to keep them? Zero. Why do people buy Ferraris? So they can brag. I can afford one. You can't. Those are emotions. Elitism. This is what's really important in understanding branding. And you need to understand that before you ever design a product. Before you ever design a product, not after. You know, Mark, I can't believe the 30 minutes has gone by so quickly. I, I, I've, learned some, I've learned quite a bit just from, from, from listening to you speak, but I guess for my, my last question would be how can people find you so that they can learn even more from, from you and perhaps you can help them with their businesses? Well, you, you go to, to get my – if you go to brandisdestiny.com, that will take you to my website. It will take you to the page of my website featuring that book. And then while you're on the website, after you buy the book, you can see everything else I do. I, offer consul- I also consult to companies on an individual basis, you know, by the hour, by the day, by the week, whatever makes sense. And I put into practice what... I offer in my book, but the the book is a good way to get to know me and to, to learn the principles so you can understand the value that I offer you. But you know, my website is markrudov.com, but of course I want you to get my book, so if you go to brandisdestiny.com, then you'll be on my website at the page where the book is, and it's available all over the world at amazon.com and other places in both ebook and paper book formats. Excellent. So the website is brandisdestiny.com. You can go there and get the book. Uh, Mark, thank you so much for being on the podcast. This was certainly an education. It was my pleasure, Neil. Well, everyone, that marks the end of another episode of Neil Thompson Speaks. To learn more about me and Neil Thompson Speaks, please visit neilthompsonspeaks.com. You can also check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. There are links from my website to those social media platforms in addition to a link to this podcast episode. Until next time, please take care.